Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hello, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. So for this week's podcast, we sat down with our good friend Malika Lee and got into an awesome conversation discussing everything ranging from curating the media and the foods we take in and how that impacts our mental health to the meditation and grounding techniques that he practices in order to keep his life in balance. So grab your laundry, fold your shirts, and press play. Malik Jabbar Ali. Let's go. Woo. <laughs> In the house. I'm happy to be here. This is really beautiful. The space, you two sisters working together. Aww. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been trying to get him on for a, quite a while. Yeah. So Malik, um, he's just really undefinable <laughs> we were talking earlier Malik how, how what, like talking about the intro and truly Malik you just can't be put in a box yeah, yeah I mean how can you put anybody in a box though right you know I feel like that's why um everything is limited is because I look at a person and I instantly want to put them into a box right but you're always going to be changing so Valentina today is not going to be Valentina tomorrow right and if mm-hmm. you understand that you say like I'm those are things that I do but it doesn't define me Mm -hmm. right so that's how I look at it have you always been that way yeah like when I look back at my life I was always like a chameleon you know so when I was in school I had friends that were like super popular and then I had friends that were like super nerdy and I connected with everybody right so some people it was like sports some people it was comics some people it was reading right some people it was just like uh we like to cook right so I don't ever feel like I was ever in a box because I had so many different kinds of friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just moved through life that way. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting because every guest that we've had on here, you know, we categories make things a little bit easier yeah. and, and makes people comfortable. Mm-hmm. But that's fun to be uncomfortable, right? Uh-huh. Right. That's like, I'm passionate about that. Like, why do we want to be comfortable so badly? you know, and comfort is like no growth, right? Uncomfortable is where you grow. So I don't, I don't like to make people feel comfortable. If you don't feel good around me, then you have to hang out with me. But I'm a good person. I know that. So yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any harm. I'm just not going to uh, go with what society says is acceptable, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we just wanted, we really wanted to get Malik on here because we, we think that you have such a unique perspective on life. Hmm. And all all your teachings, I think <laughs> our friend Carlos calls him a life teacher. Um, you just seem to be so connected to, mm. I don't know, like, like your spirituality and yeah. you're just grounded to yeah. the earth every single day. Just how you live your how you live your life is so intriguing. Yeah, I mean, how else can you live is how I look at it. You know, um, I think the systems that. Um, are created in the society disconnect you from the things that are authentic in life, right? And so, like, for me, like, what's big in my life is, like, food, right, and cooking. Oh, my God. Right. I love... <laughs> right, and it's interesting being on the show, right? It's it's about mental health. Yeah. And, I mean, the studies are clear now, but there's a huge correlation between the things you put in your body and your health, right? Uh, and when you disconnect people from their relationship to food it causes chaos, right? And you say, why are there all these conditions? The conditions really, in my opinion, are quite simple to solve, but you have to reconnect to what is true, right? If you eat fake food, you get fake results. If you eat real food, you get real results. And it really is that simple. So that's how I kind of try to look at everything in life is uh, what is true, you know? And a spiritual life to me is probably the truest life that one can live as a human being, you know? 
especially in our society, in the Western society that is so disconnected from spirit, right? Yeah. That's my opinion. So. Yeah. Do you, have you always been like that? Mm-hmm. Like, have you, really? Yeah, I mean, I was raised in it's a house. like a guru, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised in a house where it's like, we were allowed to explore, you know? And my dad um, really pushed the envelope with information. So I was raised as like a, that's why my name is Malik. I started off as a Muslim. And then we changed. We said, this is not really serving us anymore. And there's some beautiful principles and, and symbolism in this religion, but it's not the end all be all. Right. And you have to continue to explore. And so once I really figured that out, that I had this door that I could always be opening, I just started opening doors. Right. And the labels that we're all or the boxes. Right. The, the, the things that define us. No, we, we think that those are the things that are going to make us comfortable. Yeah. It's it's interchangeable. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like I love these kind of conversations because everything, if you put it under the microscope, it's not true. Right. And so you say I'm this and I'm that. And I'm a, I'm I'm black, right? And black, you can, you can chart to where that language came about, right? And before it was black, it was African American, right? And then before that, it was something else. So it's always changing. You just have to be aware of the, of, of what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and navigating my own spirituality, and then living in a real world, and saying like, there are some people that um, don't like these kinds of conversations. So you have to learn how to navigate, you know. Because mm-hmm. people do want to put you in the box, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At least that's, once again, that's my opinion, what I've seen. No, I completely agree. I'm so curious as to how do you, I always, when I look at your Instagram stories mm. and all of the different quotes and sayings that you put up, I love them because the last one that you put up was talking about, like, take the good and the bad, and, mm. and that's just what life is. Mm-hmm. Do you get sucked into any low lows or like, how do you deal with those? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm human (laughs) for sure. You know, I think those are, those are your greatest learning lessons when you have lows. Like, um, I was reading something earlier and it was saying like the best lessons in life are really painful lessons because you really do, uh, take inventory of what you've gone through. Right. And so in order to know joy, you have to know sadness. Right. And I've experienced a low lows. My best friend was killed when I was 17. And that was like the jumping off for my adulthood. And you say, you have a moment where you're getting ready to become an adult. And that first moment of adulthood, you lose your, I lost my childhood best friend that I grew up with from the beginning, right? And a moment like that literally is like, you start to ask questions. Everything is up for questioning. Because how could you know, a creator or uh, the ideas that were presented to me, how could you take this young life, right? Learning how to, to, to really to sit in that, to not run from it, to face it, um, to see the equality of life that we're all going through something, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful journey, but it didn't, it didn't, it, it, it brought me down, right? And then Interestingly enough, like I didn't, I didn't hate people because he was killed in a hate crime, right? So it was racially motivated. Wow. And people would say, like, "Are you angry at white people?" And I'd be like, "No, I'm not." Like the guy who did it, I have a certain, I had a certain feeling toward him at the time, right? Um, but I'm not gonna put an entire uh, group of people uh, on the chopping block for an experience that two people had, right? And it made me love people more, right? It made me un- try to understand why do people make these decisions? Why do you make these choices, right? And the more I understand, the, the more I realize that, like, we're really all victims, you know, of our conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite words. It's like, mm-hmm. you've been conditioned to think. God, I gave, so I gave somebody the worst apology mm. the other day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was I'm like, sorry, you're not perfect bullshit. for me. <laughs> mm. No, I'm like... I apologize for my conditioning. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, you know? Sorry. Mm. That's just how I've been, <laughs> I've been conditioned. It's, it's, the, it's the program, it's right? It's like the most, to me, I'm like, that's the most honest apology. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And as you, as you're taking ownership for it. And as you peel those layers back, that's when the journey gets exciting, right? Because then you start to see 
everything that was given you, right? So your parents give you an education, your society gives you an education, your friends give you an education. And then I really do feel like if you're lucky, because a lot of people don't get the ch get a chance to grapple with a lot of these things, but if you are uh, a person that is curious, you start to ask questions, you know? Not And not disregarding anything, like you ask questions of religious beliefs, not to belittle it, but to try to understand, you know? Um, you ask questions of, for me, the big thing was like educational systems, right? And we use that word and we throw it around and it's very general, but it needs to be much more specific because uh, you're in charge of these young minds. And if you're not, if you're not uh, mindful, you live in the society that we live in now where people are really not being educated, right? You just have a lot of information, but you don't know how to move through life. Right. You know? Yeah. So. You have a son. Mm hmm What's his name again? Zane. Zane. Mm hmm How do you, how, how does that play into how you raise Zane? It's everything. Yeah. I make a conscious choice to say like, oh, my son, we spend way more time outside, right? He's going to spend way more time in nature. Like, I don't watch TV. So for me, it's like. Do you, do you not watch any, I don't like watch Netflix TV, or series or nothing anything? Nothing at all. Wow. No TV, YouTube. no movies. How can you talk about mental health and not look at the food that you're receiving from these programs, right? So a television, they, I mean, they, they're very clear in how they present it. It's a program, right? So they give it to you. So it, You posted that once I and I was like, I'm oh, posting that it all is day so long. true. Well, yeah. I, want, I want you to yeah, expand Sorry. on that further. No, yeah. Meaning that everything that you're doing is informing your decision, decisions and your choices, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're watching insane TV, how can you not have an insane response to life, right? It's very clear. It's like, why is there so much gun violence? Well, we've normalized it, right? It's in your video games, it's on your television, it's in your movie, and it's normal. In fact, if you say, like, let's watch a movie with no violence, people might look at you and say, like, what's wrong? Like, a young person, a, a teenager, be like, why? And you say, well, because this is not actually healthy and it's not normal for people to want to kill people, right? Those are signs of mental instability, mm -hmm. right? And if, you, if you're being honest and you start to look at behavior, it's not, it's not really, uh, it's not rocket science. It's very clear as to why people do the things that they do. Everything that we really should be mindful of, we give it just carte blanche. You do it to the extreme, right? You watch TV all day long, right? You eat bad food all day long, right? And then it, it falls into your relationships. You watch relationships on television and it's, it's negative relationships. And you think that's normal. So when you get with your partner, it's normal to, for it to be dramatic and you want to fight and be angry. And you say that's unnatural. It's not harmonious. I don't want to sit and fight with you. I want to get to know you. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's my understanding of why you do start to pull the plugs on certain kinds of information uh, because I'm not, I'm not in control of it and I don't know what your intent is by showing me something, right? Why would you show kids uh, violence, mm -hmm. right? And the, the scientists and the people that study this, they correlate this all the time. It's like you go into inner cities and it's the same thing in all the inner cities, right? You have broken homes, you have bad food, you have abuse, you have crazy programs that they're watching, you have no activities, right? And it creates this recipe for chaos. And then we sit back and watch and we say, why? And it's like, oh no, it's very clear why, right? Do you want to solve it is the thing. That's, that's the big question is like, it's going to be a lot of work. And we would rather throw money at it as opposed to really just be honest and say it's, it's our systems that we have created. My opinion. <laughs> Does it stress you out living here where it's all around us in, mm -hmm. the, in the Western society? Mm -hmm. No? No. You say you're, you're, make, you're making a choice. That's your responsibility as a human being. Yeah. If it's aware, great. If it's unaware, great too. That's your choice. Yeah. I just keep it moving, you know? And if, 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 I, am, if I am feeling like antsy, I'll just go to the mountains or I'll go <laughs> on a run or I'll do whatever I need to do to uh, ground myself or I'll meditate. Right. But uh, 
no, I'm not bothered by it. I, I understand it. So it actually is very freeing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 right? Malik, Malik has us at a loss for words. <laughs> bombs left and right. Yeah, I'm just like, whoa, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this uh-huh. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Literally when I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Because yeah. I know Valentina and I, we talk, we get, we talk about getting overwhelmed mm. by uh-huh. all the energy and mm. all the, you know. Mm. I think that's why, um, that's why you have your spiritual practice. You know, if you if you're a meditator, that's why you meditate, right? You meditate to be able to move through life, and mm-hmm. and life life is not one dimensional. If you meditate and then you can't deal with people, it's like well, you got you got to go deeper. Right? You have to uh, dive into the depths of your soul to understand why you're so agitated, you know? Instead of, like, moving. To, sometimes Inst- I really straight up, I'm like, I got to move to an island. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I feel you on that. But, yeah. but at the same time, you look at, like, certain central figures and stories, right? And they have their moments where they went to the mountains, right? Or they had their moments where they went on this this journey, but at the end of the day, you got to come back to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the lesson. Is like, uh, if you have the awareness and you can't be around people, then maybe you don't have the awareness yet, right? So I don't. People don't bother me. I love people, right? I love them and with all their flaws and all their insecurities and all their problems and mental illness. You, you, you still see that, that this is a human being and that deserves your respect, you know? And you don't get, I didn't get there overnight, don't get me wrong. Like, that's, that's a lifelong journey of making mistakes, you know? I've had moments where I have gone off on people, right? Or I've, I've had bad relationships, um, where it didn't turn out how I thought it was going to turn out and it became very toxic, right? But that's why you do your work. You go back and you say, like, what happened? Like, why why did I get so insecure or why did I get so angry? And if you if you can sit in it, you'll, you'll get the answer. So That takes me back to, like, when you were saying that after your friend died, that led you to acting mm-hmm. and acting taught you how to sit in mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about that. Because you can't run. Otherwise, the story is over. So if you're feeling something, you have to feel it and process it and go to the next moment, right? So, I mean, acting really, to me, is a meditation on life because the principles of acting is truthful and honest behavior within the given circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. Moment to moment. Be present. That's always what you're hearing. That's life. These circumstances that are always going to be coming at you, you have to be present with them and be able to move through them. Mm-hmm. So it taught me how to really to do that, and especially in a non-judgmental way, right? So you get a breakdown for a character, and it says he's a drug addict, right? And instantly your mind is like thinking about you, and I'm like, oh, I'm not a drug addict. I'm like vegan, and I'm healthy, and it's like, but it's like, no, but there are people that are drug addicts, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to, I, I mean, my choice is like, I'm honoring that, right? If I choose to tell a story, it's to honor a uh, uh, human experience, right? And, you know, m- my dad is a central figure in my life, and he taught me a lot of these things where uh, he didn't have a dad when he grew up. His dad wasn't present. And so he's one of nine kids growing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the projects. Um, and for whatever reason, he gets this awareness, and he's able to uh, change his life, right? But we would always be out. We worked together when I was a kid. And he would show me real people, right? And what we did was, my dad is kind of like a hustler. He's a jack of all trades. So he cooked and he's a chef. And But he, there was a moment in his life where we, we sold like uh, clothes, right? Clothes and shoes, like wholesale, right? So we would fly to New York and we would buy all these clothes. And it was like the latest fashion. And then we would go back to Texas and we would sell them to people, right? But our main clientele was people in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't like rich people. You know, It wasn't people that were in the, the upper echelons of society. It was the low people, right? The people that you ignore, right? The people that you see and you run from. 
the people that you're quick to judge, right? And he taught me to, to love those people, right? He taught me to see a drug addict and say, that, uh, one wrong decision in your life, and that's you. You know what I'm saying? To see prostitutes, one wrong decision, and that really is you. That's no joke. Yeah. You know? One wrong decision, and that your life can take a completely different course. No, I want to honor that and say, like, don't write anybody off because you don't know what they've been through. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's the spiritual path. It's like, I don't know what you went through in your life. I want to listen so maybe I might understand why you're making the choices that you make, you know? And then I might be able to help you, maybe. But if not, I'm definitely not trying to disrespect you at all, even if you are in the lowest point of your life. If we could only spread that. <laughs> I know. Were you, like, I know you weren't always like this, of course, <laughs> but like... I don't know, like, why do you, I guess you were saying, because your, your dad, he pushed you to always be curious, and to I always mean, I, ask, and to... People say when I was a kid that I was very aware, right? But I don't remember, like, but, like, they have pictures of me, and I was just paying attention to everything, right? So I'm, and specifically people, I observe people, and I started to be able to see, like, People were arguing, right? I would see my aunts and, and uncles and they would be arguing. And I would be able to pick up that what they're arguing about is not really what they're angry about. Wow. Right? At and a young a, age? I was a kid, yeah. Wow. And I would just be sitting there cracking up saying like, oh, he's mad, but he's not really mad about what he's talking about. It's something deeper, yeah. right? And I, I just continue to to follow that and like I said it leads you and it led me into acting which opened me up in an emotional sense but also like I, I was raised uh, my dad was raised by women so like although he's very like masculine and he boxed and he played football he was also very sensitive so like in my house we cried and it wasn't a big deal you know like I have friends who was like we never cried it was like oh no we I mean we cried me and my sisters mm -hmm. and I grew up with sisters so it was like the emotional capacity was very balanced, you know? So I could go and hang out and play football and basketball and do that thing. But then I could come and be very sensitive and listen to Whitney Houston with my older sister and we would cry. And we didn't even know why we were crying. And you say, at a certain point you stop trying to understand. You just say like, I live, I am who I am and whatever spiritual journey that I'm on and whatever spirit this is that is guiding me, it's grounded in something that, that I can't, I can't step away from it. It's just who I am. Yeah. There's definitely a trend with the males that we've had, that we've had on this podcast so far where they are, they accept their emotions mm -hmm. and they accept their vulnerability. Mm. And those are the ones that we're able to bring on mm. to really talk about mental health because mm. that's huge. I mean, yeah. that's a big component, I think, of yeah. where we're at as a society is the conditioning that's taken place yeah. with the whole male population. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I teach a little bit of acting and in acting, we say emotions are just energy in motion. It's all an emotion is. And you have to think about if that energy in motion doesn't get a chance to be released, what happens? Stagnant. And if you relate that to water, when water runs, it's, eat, it's like very good for you. It's, you can drink it from the river. When it's stagnant, it gets algae. It starts to attract insects. It starts to attract all the things you don't want. Same thing with a human being. When you let your emotions go, you feel better. When you hold on to them, it just pulls you deeper and deeper and deeper. And especially you say like toxic energy. We've created, I mean, I think it's, I think it is getting better, but if, I, I think men and women, we both, we're not, we don't know how to deal with emotions. We don't know how to grapple with the things that we feel, mm -hmm. right? And then we create all this shame around it. So then you don't say anything and then it just festers inside of you. Mm -hmm. And then we label it as this is this condition or this and this. Yeah. The society, I'm going to say it, it's like the society it's toxic conditions. What else can people do in a toxic society except become toxic? It's like that is just logic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We get it from like our parents, right? So like if our parents aren't comfortable with their emotions, mm. then they're not going to be comfortable with the emotions of a child. Yeah. Right? And mm. so then as a child, you start learning like, mm. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Like it makes the adults uncomfortable. Yeah. And... 
even at school or wherever yeah. it is, there's not enough adults that are comfortable with their emotions. Yeah. Guiding kids, and then we're all just continuing with these early childhood traumas and mm. and conditioning that took place. Where it's like, no, yeah, you shouldn't feel this way. Where it's like, I mean, I just had this experience really recently that I started to feel really strong anxiety, mm. and I I was questioning myself: Is there something wrong with me? Like, what's happening? You know? Mm. And I went to therapy, and I talked about it with my therapist, and mm. she was just like what are your boundaries? And I'm like, oh, mm. shoot. My emotions are just trying to tell me that I'm not respecting my boundaries. Mm. There's, that's it. Mm. It's so simple. Mm. But until you have somebody else outside of you almost like hold that space for you, mm. especially if you don't, if you have that as a child, it kind of starts setting like a healthy program. But mm. if you don't, which most of us don't, didn't, not mm. for any fault of our parents, like mm. every, you know, everyone's trying to do the best that they can. Mm. But if we don't have that, then we create a negative relationship with our emotions where it's like why is this here i don't know what to do with it i don't know how to make sense of it yeah until you have somebody else that can come in and hold that space and allow you to release it and be like oh that's just information yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think it's it's very complex uh trauma we live in, in in a society of trauma right and it's not just like the trauma that we're experiencing now, it's generational trauma. That energy doesn't go anywhere. You just transfer it, right? You look at history, and history is just a recitation of trauma, of war, of violence, right? You say, how did, how did these people get here? Someone ripped them from their land and brought them here, right? And then they didn't heal from that. And then they took that energy and they gave it to their kids. And their kids gave it to their kids. And so it's this deep, complex thing that it's going to take a lot of work on the, uh, uh, from the individual. I mean, I wish I could say that society was in a place where, at least in Western civilization, uh, where people really cared. But as long as you monetize things, people get left out. People don't have health care. How can you go get help if you can't afford it? It's like, that's a huge question. It's like, how, yeah. can, how can you treat... Yeah. Mental health care. How do like, you treat yeah. a person if you've designed a system that excludes people from the healing, from the treatment? It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But then it does make sense when you look and you say, well, this is business and this is a capitalistic society. And the people that are in power are orchestrating these things because the dissension works for the people that want to make money, right? Why are drugs so expensive? Why is prescription medicine so expensive? Who can afford it? No one. Only mm-hmm. only the certain few, right? If you have health insurance, you, you work for a good company. It's, right? It's a privilege. So it's a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. How is that healing? How is anybody going to really be healed, Right? I'm just going to call it like I see it. It's a lot of talk, not a lot of action, you know? Everybody has something to say, but how are you how are you really going to help people? And that's like that's from top to bottom. It's like you're not really interested in in helping people. It's like if you were interested in helping people, you would make it accessible for them to be able to get health insurance, for them to be able to see a therapist, right? which is so beautiful to be able to really sit and talk with the person without being judged, right? That's what therapy is. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Right? And you say like, everybody needs guides, you know? And you're, I mean, you're lucky if you, you, can, you can say that your guides are living in your house with you, your parents or your grandparents. But once again, to me, it's like all these things, Lee, it's the same Right. It's the same conversation in every single way that you look at it. Right. Uh, It's a society that is ego driven, you know. Yeah, because even if we do want to help, it's everyone is trying to survive. Mm -hmm. So it's like even if somebody like in their heart really wants to help. Yeah. They're they also taking the weight. (laughs) You're taking the weight of the world on. Right. Yeah. Uh And you, it's like, I, get, I feel you on that because it's like, oh, that can be overwhelming. 
right? Because if you open the door, people are definitely going to come. Yeah. Well, and you have to charge. You have to make a living. You have to mm-hmm. make a living. Oh, man, yeah. Right? That's the whole thing. Like, yeah, if we had a government or, or we came together mm. as a collective society and mm. and funded mm. these programs to make it possible for therapists mm. and mm. people that are in these professions to give out their services. Yeah. But I think it's doable, right? Like I don't I'm not on the spectrum that's like, oh that's impossible. No, it's not. It's not impossible at all. You just have to want to do it. Right? And that's the difference. It's like, do you want to? We have all this money in this country. Mm-hmm. We're throwing away money at everything. Money is not the problem. Money is not the problem, exactly. But you don't have any money for people to get help. And that is like across the board. It's not even mental health. It's every single thing you look at and you say, yeah. like, do you really want to help people? Right? I don't, I don't, I can't say that we're really interested in helping people, you know? We're interested. We're interested. And once again, it goes back to the beginning. It's like labeling. Uh-huh. Right. We've labeled that you're insane. Great. Here's some medicine. Bye. Here's some drugs. Bye. Right. Because mm-hmm. the alternative to that is it's. It's much deeper. You got to really get, get, get dirty. You have to really say, like, what happened to this person? Right. Where are they coming from? What are they dealing with? Right. Then, then the society has to support the, the therapists that are really doing that work so that they can really make a living, right? Right? It's like the same thing with teachers. How do you want teachers to perform an excellent job if they're not supported? It just doesn't make any sense. If you're paying me $30,000 a year and I can barely pay my bills, what makes you think I'm going to be walking into a classroom not being able to really deliver some true education? I I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. I just observe it and say like uh, I'm not. I, I, I see what's going on. And I'm not gonna get emotional and respond to it because we're not really interested in solving the problem. We're interested in just talking about it. Right. So. Where do you? So you said that you were you were transitioning from acting. Mm-hmm. What are you doing now? I was hiking, right, and I was in the mountains. Was that that when you're doing the Appalachian? Uh, no, that was, this was the most recent time I was, I, we did a couple of different things, but I was walking through, uh, a part of the, the Blue Ridge Mountains, I think we were in, in North Carolina. And I had been processing this idea of like, acting is very like ego driven, right? As an industry. Yeah. As an industry, right? Yeah. The entertainment industry that I should be specific when I say that acting is beautiful Mm -hmm. the entertainment industry is something completely different Mm -hmm. right so i love acting i'll still do a play in a heartbeat right Mm -hmm. my love really is more about the theater than it is about television and film um it's like in the real life the real life experience you don't get a chance to say cut Mm -hmm. once the play goes it's going it's full presence you got to be there right Mm -hmm. uh you're really an actor if you can do that because ain't nobody gonna save you except the people you're on stage with and yourself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. But as I as I had been processing this idea, I was like, I was like, this is literally it means the truth. Like, I'm an actor. I don't watch movies at all. I don't watch TV at all. And I started really thinking about like, why don't you? I, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting that you don't like people say you have you seen this movie? No. Are you going to see it? Nope. <laughs> Are you going to the movies? Nope. Not interested. Huh. Bye. Do you want to be on a red carpet? Nope. Uh-huh. Not interested. <laughs> Do you care about all this frilly stuff? Not interested. You're I, literally not interested. Not interested, right? Are these famous people? Don't care. Met tons of famous people when I lived in New York. Was not impressed. They're just people, right? And as I was walking in the mountains, my truth said, uh, the more I lose my ego, the more I have no interest in being an actor. And I was like, yep. And I think I'm done. And that was it. You say, I'm I'm really not interested in it, right? If we're going to tell a story that really, that really is like, that matters to me, sure. I might do a play. Yeah, I might say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll join for that cause, right? 
but just to be going on auditions and just to be saying that I'm doing this stuff just to keep up with the Joneses and make it seem like it's something that I really care about. I really don't care about it. There's to me, there's like there's something higher calling me. That's like, what kind of work can you really do? You know, like what kind of awareness can you really create in this world? I'm not trying to entertain you. This is not my personality. You know, I'm not an entertainer. If anything, I'm like a thinker. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to use this ability to think to uh, address what I see in my life. Right. And hopefully as I address it in my life, I might be able to share it with somebody else. Right. And, and create conversations that really do have a profound change on a person's life. So my work that really gets me excited is when I get to sit down with people and usually I'm doing this over food, right? And we get to bring up really challenging conversations and completely make it like, this is so normal. We should talk about this, right? We should talk about mental health, mm-hmm. right? It just shouldn't mm-hmm. be like taboo. It's like, why don't we talk about this? Yeah. Let's talk about this. It's, it, it affects your life. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about all the things that we make it like. All it's, the real stuff. All the real all things we avoid and yeah. all the nonsense we just eat it up. Right. Let's talk about relationships, which is the the biggest thing. Everything is relationships. It is. Everything is communication. Uh And if you don't know how to communicate, how then can you have a lovely relationship? And I see people and I just I just observe and I say this is a lot of toxic relationships that we're, we're treating as if they're normal. Right. Drama is not normal. Anger is not normal. Violence is not normal. Abuse is not normal. You can argue all you want. There's nothing normal or healthy about that. That's how I'm living. So I let go of things that are not serving me. It's not serving me anymore. So you're just out here doing literally like listening to your soul. It's your right. And living your soul's It's your right as a human being. Do you not grapple with what if like... Maybe should I just hold out longer? Is this just a phase? Is this like the back and forth of it? Like pros and cons? You know when you know. And then it's your responsibility to make a choice. <laughs> That's how I live my life. <laughs> it's like if, I don't, if I'm in a relationship with a girl, I'm not doing this back and forth. If you know, you know. Uh-huh. That says something about you as a person if you're going to stay in something that you know is not serving you. Uh-huh. That's the word that comes, that's a coward. Uh-huh. There's nothing courageous about that, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh. You know what's crazy is that I was actually talking to my grandma mm. the other day, and she's, she's going to pass soon. Mm. And I asked her what was the biggest regret mm. she had, and she said um, I would have chosen a different partner. Woo. She said that changed mm-hmm. my entire life. Mm-hmm. How I that changed the status of my mental health, health, mm-hmm. that mental health of the stat, the status of the, what am I trying to say? Everyone's mental health who lived in that house, mm-hmm. the generations. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It it just completely one eighty the life that she could have had. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's that, real that the individual has to li- has to live with. And you say you made the choice, right? 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 You made you made that choice. That's freedom. No, I yeah, I made the choice. I made the choice to stay in a relationship that I didn't want to be in, and I knew that I didn't want to be in it. I, I'm just not like that. And I've always been like, look, I was the guy who was like uh, at a party, and some of them would say like, it's time for you to go. Like something literally inside of me would be like, yo, it's time to go. And I'd be like, bye, y'all. <laughs> I'd really be like, bye. Uh-huh. Like, bye. And it served me so well because I would, I, would, I would get a call the next day, man. Like right after you left, they pulled up and it was a big, huge fight and such and such got arrested and such and such got shot. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I got to go. So you just listen to your truth for real. Like you listen. That's all you can do. Wow. Right? Right. The more you, the more in tune you are with, with who you are. You stop listening to other people. You're speaking for you, right? And we we might share, but at the end of the day, 
Valentina is gonna make the best decision for Valentina because mm-hmm. you're trying you're about to learn a lesson so if you want to go in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. that's the lesson you're gonna learn right right if you want to stay committed to a career that you're not passionate about that's the lesson you're gonna learn that's your journey that's your journey that's what you're that's I believe that's what your spirit is calling for mm-hmm. right and then when you understand life none of this is important anyway right right and so it's like that's the big thing it's like i was telling some friends last night me and my dad are the thing that we would share with each other is like you know humanity and humans they think they're so big and bad and we we created this and we make this and da 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 and it's like real real creation uh nature you can't create the wing of a gnat this, the, the most insignificant creature that you swat, that you kill without thinking, you can't create the wing. And everything that you think is important, you can't create anything. Everything that's real, you didn't create. This air, you didn't create it. If I take it from you, you'll, that'll be the only thing that you want. Water, you don't create. So what are you going to tell me? Your jobs is not important. If, it, if you're passionate about it, don't get me wrong, I love that. But at the end of the day, you don't need it. I need air. It's essential to life. Water is essential to life. What else can you say in the face of that truth? No books, no edge, no colleges, no whatever people. Stop. Go outside. Go to the mountains. Go ponder something real. That's how I get, you know? Mm-hmm. You can talk all you want to talk. In the face of truth, you're silent. You can't create any of it. You can just experience it. So it does free you to, to a certain degree, you know, uh-huh. you're like, oh, this is this headache for what headache over a job, man, Pfft. acting. It's a it's a joke. Literally, if you really look at it and you say, what is this? Some people dressing up. There's something true if you're really trying to tell a true story and you're trying to communicate a powerful message. But for the most part, it's like, eh. yeah, how many movies you watch that you really walk out and you're moved by? Very few is entertainment. Mm, that's not me. I'm not trying to be entertained. Keep it. So what are, you, what are you trying to do now? Like, where are you at with everything? I'm exploring, yeah. right? It's the truth. Yeah. Right? It's like there's something in me that wants to communicate with people, right? Uh, you need a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? There's this some, whole time I'm like, I would be <laughs> your number one listener. Mm-hmm. There's something in me that wants, that is, that is, driven to connect with people and to have honest conversation what that is going to be i don't know i don't have an answer these are these are decisions that were literally made within the last two weeks of like i'm done right i'm not following this anymore and i'm not so hey y'all knew me as an actor let that go because i'm not an actor anymore i'm not going on no auditions cool you know what i'm saying and it's interesting because i was reading this book uh, letters to a young poet Oh, uh, who else brought that up the other day? I don't know, but it's like uh, Raina Maria uh-huh. Rilke. Yep, and it's a. Uh, but he in his first in his first letter, right? He, he said he says you he says he says do what you must, what you have a burning desire to do. And as I as I looked at that, I was like, ooh, hell yeah! Do what you you must do it. You can't yeah. live without doing it. That's what I want. I don't, I don't want stuff where it's like, oh, I don't really care about this. You can take it or you can leave it, right? So I'm finding it. I'm, I'm in the real-time process of like, okay, what is this going to be? Yeah. How does, the, how, how, how will this translate into something? But it's closer to me than, than maybe I think. I already know it is because I'm doing it every single day. I talk to, I, I talk to people all day long, right? These same kind of conversations. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You, you know what people really struggle with, though, is knowing what is their truth. What must I do? Like, mm-hmm. what do I really want to do versus what I've been practiced to believe that I want to mm-hmm. do? And people and really, what makes because I feel like safety is such a big part of that. Yeah, people really struggle teasing that apart. Even when we talk about relationships, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, leave or you know people are afraid of loneliness yeah i mean it's true 
But once, <laughs> once again, the truth does not scare Malik. What do you want? Like to me, when I hear the story of you said your grandmother, uh huh, is that what you want? Right. That's what I say to people. It's like you want to be getting ready to die and be looking back. Yeah. Right. I t- I told somebody this yesterday. Peter Pan, the best quote in my opinion. Right. Death is the last great adventure. I'm not looking at death and looking back. I'm embracing the last adventure. And if you're looking back, you're saying, oh, you didn't live. That's what I tell people. It's like, oh, if you're going to be looking back, you're not living. I'm not looking back. You can keep the jobs. You can keep the pitiful relationships. You can keep the safety because it's not, that's, a, that's not real, right? This idea of safety. That's not truth. What is safe? Like, what does that even mean when people say it to you? It's like, what does that mean? That you have a job and the job has completely locked you into something, but it pays you a certain amount of money. That's slavery. That's not safety. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how my mind works. You're not exploring anything, right? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself. It's like, what am I exploring? Then you start to, then you'll find your passion if you're, if you're exploring. Like, oh, uh, like yesterday I went to a Buddhist cooking class, right? It was just to see, what is this going to be like? I love cooking, but let's see under this, you know, under this guise of Buddhism, let's see what they have to offer. It was beautiful. I have an answer to something, right? But if you don't explore, then you really aren't going to find anything true, right? If you don't, if you don't push uh, outside of the comfort zone, comfort is death. That's what I know. Comfortable is death. Right. It's like why you work out. You got to get uncomfortable to see the results. If you go into the gym and you're just doing the same thing, you don't change. You don't get get more endurance or strength. You don't grow your muscles. Right. You don't get stronger. It's like. So what are we saying? We want to be comfortable in every single aspect of our living in our relationships. So we'll choose comfort over real love because real love is the, ooh, you gotta work you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. real relationships is work is right. not anything mm-hmm. it's like oh i'm dealing with another human being yeah. Yeah. that is changing real time and i have to really work to stay connected to them right yeah to <laughs> learn to, each other to learn each other yeah. to give that person space to continue to explore right yeah. that's not that's oh or we just do the same thing hey this is my husband or this is my wife. And what y'all do? We just do the same thing year after year. We're fat now. We done got fat and we don't try anything. Uh-huh. Right? It's the truth. You see it. Like, I only say it because it's, it's what I see. Uh-huh. Like, you, they look at each other. It ain't no passion. Like, you can tell there ain't no sex in that bed at all. And it's like, oh, that's boring. You can keep it. <laughs> you can keep it. Uh-huh. I'm being, like, I'm being so... Hell yeah. yeah. People, I've, <laughs> I think people like me is because what I'm saying, it's not, it's not, it's not rocket science at all. It's literally, it's just real. Just, it's so funny because it's like it's the most real, cut down, simple fucking truth. Keep it simple. Say it like it is. Exactly like it is. And sometimes hearing it is like, it's so simple, but it's rocket science to a lot of people, you know? Why do we have so much, such a hard time accessing that? Why? Once again, you're going, the, the, the beautiful word is conditioning. Yeah. You create the conditions for it a society. Is, it is 100% because we... You get to live, this is the revelation, right? I had this revelation. I was like, this is, your choices are not even your choices. They're not. And until you start to, peel the layers off you don't even realize like the thing the things that you think you're choosing are someone else's what they implanted in you right the things that make you feel safe are what you saw other people need to feel safe right you know they're not right and and it's so uncomfortable sometimes to admit that to yourself because the moment that you admit that that you gotta move yeah then it means like it's like ooh, do i really want a relationship or do I think that I want a relationship? And that's one of the most beautiful questions you should ask yourself, right? Do I really want this? And if, if it's like, no, keep it moving. 
Because that's what people are doing. They're not really thinking about what they're doing. Do you really want to be in a real healthy relationship? Hmm. I, you got to be dealing yeah. with yourself at all times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. Oh, it's not. It's, that's, it's, it's like a moving, living, it's the, breathing uh, it's, thing. Yep. It's the opposite. It shouldn't be easy. Mm-hmm. Right? It will, it will become easier because all that is is just the resistance to something. So when you first start off, you resist because it's foreign. But when it becomes normal, you stop resisting and it becomes just a natural state to be like, oh, let's have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. How do you really feel about what I just did? Right. Well, I feel like you disrespected me and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, it's so it really is not hard at all. But the first part of it is hard because that's where most people hit the eject button. When their egos are threatened. Yeah. It's what you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. So most guys, it's like guys are to me are so hilarious because they're so sensitive and they're walking around here and they, all they want, they want to be loved and they want love. They don't have the tools to love, right? They don't know what that even means. And so society <laughs> conditions you. And it says, hey, you're a guy and this is what guys, this is how they treat women. And, and you hip hop and rap and that conditions you another way, right? And then you get to live in your life and it's like, and then you say, but this is, none of this is real connection at all. We're not really connected to each other at all. And then the person that really wants to know will say, man, like, how do I, how do I really connect with people? Well, first you got to look at yourself. Oh, yeah. You're not honest. Why are you not honest? Right? And you start asking, it's a checklist of things. You're in, you're, oh, that's the big one. You're, you're so insecure. That's, everybody falls under that category. Why do you behave this way? You're so insecure. You think, you think somebody's cheating on you. You think somebody's going to leave you, Right? Once again, you're talking about conditioning. Where did this behavior come from? It, kind of, it comes from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not normal. I love mm. how quick you are to use the word normal because that's something that I'm hesitant to use that word, mm. right, as in the mental health field. I mean, what is normal? I have mm. clients all the time come to me and, and worry that they're not normal. Mm. And I'm like, well, what is normal? Like, is mm. there even such a thing? But the way that you use it feels mm. so what grounded. I'm, what I'm saying is healthy right what i'm saying is from a holistic state right normal meaning that because i I understand what you're saying right Mm -hmm. you're saying like what is life affirming how we're supposed to be right what is your natural stripped down your natural state right i mean the best word that we're seeing that we see this word a lot but it's holistic right it encompasses the whole right that's that's what it means the entire picture not just part of the picture, right? So you want whole foods, not half foods, not fake foods. We need foods that are whole, right? So that then we can be whole when we eat it, disease-free, right? Do you journal? Uh, I go through spurts where like I'll write a lot and then I'll live a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And then yeah. and then I'll write some more and then I want to live more. Right. And then sometimes I'm just writing what I'm thinking. But, yeah, I have throughout the course of, you know, my adult life really it's more like an exploration of ideas. Right. And what I feel your feelings will be guiding you. I want to know what you do to get back to to yourself, you know, mm, or to stay with yourself. Meditate. Yeah. You're a big meditator. I don't play. <laughs> I don't no. mess around. Really? I don't play. My dad would always make this um, uh, analogy. It's like, imagine you're getting on a boat and there's no captain. You wouldn't get on the boat. Right? You wouldn't. Usually, if, hey, we're going on this trip, y'all. Okay, who's navigating this boat? Uh, nobody. He's not here. Where are we going? I don't know. Well, what's the storm? Is there, like, what's the weather like? Oh, uh, I don't know. You still want to go on that trip? Hell no. <laughs> right? Your meditation is like, there's a captain. You get into the seat you, of the observer. You, get, yeah. you, you have to settle in. And really, it's pow- I think meditation is powerful. Um, and I'm talking about meditation. I'm not talking about... Uh, and, you, and everybody's at a different point in their journey. So I respect people. If you got to do music and you have to do sounds, by all means, do that. But I'm talking about silence. Mm-hmm. No added effects. Do you close your eyes and just watch your breath? Oh, I do all kinds of things, right? Sometimes it's breath work. 
uh, because breathing is healing, right? And the quality of your breath is the quality of your life, right? The first thing that you do when you're brought into this world is breathe. So yeah, sometimes it's breath work, but sometimes it's literally just observing what the thoughts are as they pop up, right? And then sometimes it's just, there's nothing going on. It's just literally silence and seeing what might bubble. Sometimes nothing bubbles at all. You just feel incredibly connected, right? Sometimes I'm, I'm actively trying to listen to things that are real, like birds, right? Like I want to hear the, the call of nature, right? If I'm out in the mountains, sometimes I meditate and I'm touching trees, right? I'm touching rocks. I'm touching water. I'm trying to connect to things that are real, right? It, 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 once again, my dad is a big theme in my life. Um, but you wouldn't dare get up, especially like, you know, ladies, right? You're not going to get up in the morning, walk out the house and not brush your teeth, right? Now, on a bad day, maybe, right? Was like, right, on a bad day. But for the most part, I wouldn't dare. right? The, for the most part, Alzina and I are both like hesitantly We're, shaking our head. Be sometimes. No, no, no. On a bad day. On a bad day. But for the most part, right? 99.9%. Right? The most part, this is humanity, right? This Mm -hmm. is our modern society. We are so quick to address our physical self. So we're doing our hair. We're putting on the clothes. We're all the stuff, right? And you don't address your spiritual life at all. And you go out into the world. What do you think is going to happen? Anxiety, depression, not grounded. That is the first thing to address your internal life. It's way more important than brushing your teeth and your hair and putting on nice clothes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking like, I'm sitting here thinking like, Malik, do you want to start like a weekly sermon? <laughs> I mean, I, no. I mean, Drew. No. He's like, nope, no. not the truth. Nope. Okay. Not I, no I sermons, can have it. You can you know? have that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like I'm speaking for myself, and that's that's it. I speak for I, me. You speak for you, but you're so close to what you're I like feel channeling. human truth is. Yeah. That you speak for other people who can't, who don't have that voice yet. Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah. I mean. You can just come on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I because I feel, I think it's like. <laughs> I think they say, what is it, like, when you free yourself, you free others? Yeah. I'm interested in my own personal journey, right? And I'm speaking for me, Malik, and nobody else. I'm not trying to sway people to do anything or to believe anything. I'm just speaking my truth. And that's that's what I can do the best, you know? Mm -hmm. So... So maybe we can do a truth group. <laughs> Follows over here. <laughs> relationship code? No. Yo, relationships are crazy. Like, they I, are. They are relationships so are crazy. crazy. I don't, they, I don't know they how feel people... They feel like a psychedelic trip sometimes. Yeah. I don't... I, like, I feel old, like, really, because I'm like, I don't even... I feel... Like, I'm 32. The way that society is moving in our country, and it might be throughout the world, but... Now we're doing we're we're not we're not really connecting with with each other, you know, Mm -mm. it's like and we so want to be in relationships that will do anything to be in a relationship. And it's like, oh, that is not where you want to be at. Right. That you're going to do anything. You you just accept anybody because you're so lonely. It's like it's better to be lonely than it is to be in an unhappy interaction with another human being. And then you're talking about you have people with sexual relationships. You're saying like, is those things are super sacred? You have you have kids by doing this. So you want to you want to be mindful about this stuff. You don't want to just do this just to be doing it, you know. That, but that's but like I said, that I've come to that understanding through trial and error. So yeah, and, so, and that's very yeah. much the same thing as like the yeah. food you put in your body, the energies that you take in from other people. Mm. That's real. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend posted on Instagram, and she was like, your diet is not the food you eat. It's the people you hang out with. It's the music you listen to. It's the places you go, right? The people you have sex with. Right. You're all, taking in all of their trauma, all, that. all of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your diet like, you know? I'm, I'm, I just don't play with mine. You only get this one life that we know of. 
and this is an opportunity for you to explore. And hopefully people, I mean, people are exploring. There's a lot of people that are, have wonderful in, insight and are teaching people and showing people a way to live, you know? That's like maturity when you start to step into that of like, what am I doing? Why, why, why do these things keep happening in my life? What is it that I'm not learning? And how can I learn what I need to learn and then move to a different uh, uh, stratosphere in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I in bad relationships? Or why do I have anxiety? Those are, I mean, we can, we're, sometimes it's not even as complicated as people want to make it. It's like, it's so clear to see sometimes, right? I'm sure you sit there with people and you're like, <gasps> you, you're, we can put all these words to it, but it's very, very clear. Yeah, yeah, just lean into it. Mm-hmm. Lean into the discomfort. As long as we hold on to the idea of, of safety and do everything we can to try to control and protect it to bring back the metaphor of water it's like you're trying to like grip out water mm-hmm. so you, you're gonna go a little nutty yeah yeah like it's gonna strike because you can't yeah it's a constant surrender mm-hmm. that's a beautiful word <laughs> surrender yeah mm-hmm. it is yeah it's acceptance it's yeah. uh i was talking to a friend about this giving and receiving right so most people know how to give but they don't know how to receive. It's really powerful to receive what somebody is giving you. That's surrender. You have you ever given a person like a compliment and they instantly, instantly are like trying to avoid the fact that you've given them. Mm-hmm. You look great today. And they're like, oh, no, I don't look great. Like, oh, my hair is nothing. And it's like, no, you look great today. I want you to accept that. Yeah. Receive, receive that, right? Mm-hmm. Even I've, I've, I've been reading a, like a, a Tantra book and it's like the, the big part of this is energy, right? And so you have to give and receive equally for you to have these orgasmic experiences, right? The receiving is way harder than the giving. It's the surrender. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is a work in progress. Yeah, Tantra is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's one that that's that'll be good to dive into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, I mean, it's we want we want pleasure, right? And we want to. Uh, yeah, you have to. It's a, once again, you gotta. You have to uh, understand what that means, you know, and understand the human body. And it's way more. Uh, it's a. It's a, it's a bigger conversation than just sex. It's way bigger than that. It's pleasure. It's joy. It's ecstasy. It's uh, trust, right? So if, if I can't trust you, then how can I have a? How can I have this pleasing experience with you sexually? And it's like, but people were having sex and it's all insecurities. And like, oh, mm-hmm. no, it's freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And when you do it with a person that you feel that with, there are things that happen where it's like, this is, they don't take no all night uh, affair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no all night situation. It's like, oh. it can be, it reached very fast, you know? It can be all night if you wanted to, but it don't have to be all night, you right. know? So, so say, that, was, that was a segue, but <laughs> it's all, I, I always feel like those things are like, all these things are hand in hand, they you are. know, you can't talk about mental health and not talk about all these other things that are affecting people's mental health, yeah. you know? Yeah. Back yeah. to that holistic piece. Yeah. Well, Malik. To the, I do not want to cut this conversation uh, short, but we are, we've reached the hour. You're going to have to come back. <laughs> I would love to. Um, this has been awesome. a journey. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. But before, hold on, like what books do you read? Like give us a glimpse into the things that feed, feed your soul and your mind. Mm, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, some of the, some of the, the, uh, like the pillars of, uh, information that I read. There's a book that when I was young, I read a book called the Seeker's guide by Elizabeth Lesser, which was very powerful. Lao Tzu is, is someone who I studied when I was a ki- when I was a teenager. The Alchemist is a book that I that I glimpse every year. But then there's books where it's like it's not like spiritually grounded, but they're dealing with humanity. So like the the writing of James Baldwin is 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 big on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about what I've been on like studying like re- a religious kick right now. So there's a guy who I who his name is his name is Anthony Browder and uh he did some he, he's done some really great research on like the origins of civilization and like religion and being able to chart where you know civilization really originated from and how these certain belief patterns came about and then changed over time Ooh, um that's mm-hmm. great wait what's that called 
Uh, his name is Anthony Browder, and he has the, the he has a, a lot of different books, but really dealing with like civilization, you know. Um, what else have I been reading? Uh, there's a book called The Course in Miracles, which oh, is yeah. which is a powerful book on uh, mind training, right? Because your mind is the most powerful device, right? It's like it's like your vehicle to navigate your life, and we don't assess it, we don't we don't train it, we don't understand the power of mind. There's so many, right? So I'm, I'm trying to think like what what had a profound effect on me, and then all kind of like you know I love revolutionary people, so I studied Malcolm X when I was a young guy and. Uh, I studied I studied even religious texts like uh, the Bible and the Quran uh, and everything has something where you can glean uh, information from right and I think when you understand the true teachings even of religious principles the symbolic meanings of them it's really lovely information it's just been misinterpreted in a bad way mm-hmm. you know but I think the number one most powerful thing a person can do is meditate. I I don't really know, like, however you come to it, however you find it in your life, and it's a journey, but I think it has the most profound effect on uh, accepting who you are and your truth and allowing you to ground yourself in that, right? Knowing that you're connected to something that is infinite. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) That's beautiful. So I, I, we usually finish the podcast asking people to give us a quick definition of mental health, what it is for them. I feel like, I mean, you've defined it in so many different ways already, but yeah. just throw, throw yeah. something at us. Mental health? For you. For you. I mean, the, the words that are coming to me when you say mental health are uh, clarity of mind and how you keep a clear mind. Is what mm. I would what I would describe as mental health and amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, uh, that was a that was a beautiful. <laughs> time. We really enjoyed that. We really, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. It was Thank helping you me so learn how much. to talk about these things in real time. It's you amazing. Know? Yeah, and you can do it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can definitely do it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. We hope to get you back on here at some point. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for tuning in. And Malik, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Malik J. Ali. That's all one word, M-A-L-I-K-J-A-L-I. Yep. He's very inspirational all around. Just have fun. That's the best advice, right? Have fun and explore. All right, you guys. Catch us next week on another episode of Pretty Mental. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. Be kind to yourselves and see you later. (laughs) Bye. Peace.